Well, I'm not running to the chopper. I'm listening to Sean Geek Podcast on SeanMcKinsey.ca. Do it now! Hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? Good, good. How are you? Not too bad. So you're already recording. Yep. Perfect. Yeah, we got. Um, actually, we. we um, well, I don't know if we have, but uh, we've been feeding this uh, little kitten that's been kind of hanging around in our yard. Really? Yeah, I guess the. the the person across the street said that they think they saw the mother, but they, they thought that the mother or something had happened to the mother. Um, so the, the, this kitten, I don't know, it, it must be a, an orphan. Oh. So we've been using uh, YouTube uh, mama, you know, going, you know, calling her kittens type thing. So I've been trying that, and then the, the cat comes out, but it's way too skittish. You just have to move flinch a little bit and bolt so it's not it's not like i can pick him up or anything because he's still he's quite wild i guess but yeah yeah so we've been feeding it uh yesterday i went out and i was laying down on the sidewalk and i was playing the the, the mother mama cat type sounds and then the the cat kind of came towards me and then walked under the fence and then kind of went under the car and then was looking at me and then went back and and hid in the bushes. I mean, he's been out there during the, the you know, how much rain we've had in the last couple of days. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, he's been in that. So trying to trying to figure out how to try to try to lure him. I don't know. I, we've got one of those cat crate things. We could put the food in there, and then when he goes in, we could close it and, and kind of capture him that way. But And then we went. Yeah, as long as you're not around, I think he'll probably, he'll well, probably go for it. Well, actually, I was able to get him to, like this morning, I was using the, the those YouTube sounds, and he came right up, and I was maybe three feet away from him, and he was eating, and then just uh, just before you texted, I was like about two feet away from him, and he was coming up to eat, and then I was getting eaten a lot oh. by mosquitoes, so I figured, well, okay, so now he knows the food is there, so now he's eating, so he's eating like crazy right now, he's eating like he's never eaten before. <laughs> oh, wow. And you give him, you know, and he's not that big, so... I don't know what he's been living on for the last while, but it might uh, might end up taking him in. I don't know. <sighs> With my asthma, it's like I, I want to take him in, but I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> so I don't know. Kind of playing it by ear right wow. now. Just kind of make sure that you know that he's he's healthy. He's not you know he's not going to suffer. So we actually went. Um, uh, we stopped off at Walmart and grabbed some flea shampoo. Keegan went in and grabbed it in case we do end up uh, um, able to get him. So, yeah, so pretty exciting. <laughs> that is pretty exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's either we'll either take him or, or, or bring him to the Humane Society or something or, you know, not we're not sure yet. Yeah. Got to catch him first. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Some, some, That's pretty cool, though. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, we've we've got we've got rabbits, we've got um, squirrels and chipmunks that show up, 
Um, so our, our backyard is, is almost like a haven, like, like it rays. So now it's like all of a sudden this cat shows up and we didn't really know it was a cat until it was kind of going, like I've left some brush onto the sides for the, it was basically for the rabbits, but you know, just to kind of shake. Like for something for them to eat so they don't eat your stuff? No, more for shelter and to, to be able to get away from, you know, if something's chasing them or whatnot, just to hide. So it's, uh, it's kind of a little haven for them. So he's, uh, we kind of looked and we saw something going in there and I saw they're like black legs with white paws. And I'm like, was that a cat? <laughs> so sure enough, I guess, um, the cat's been meowing every night and I don't, I don't hear it myself, but, but Donda does. So uh, it's, been keep, <laughs> keep, it's been keeping her awake. So she has an ear for animals, I think. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. So that's what we've been doing the last couple of days. Wow. Hmm. Fun. So, uh, we did something pretty cool on Friday. That was, that was super cool. That was, that was fun. That was fun. It was fun. It was hilarious too. <laughs> it was super hilarious. Yeah. Um, honestly, I thought, I don't know why I was thinking maybe it might be a bit dry because, um, well, I guess we should say what we were doing. What were we doing, Todd? Where, where were we? Well, we went, uh, we, uh, we were actually on the, uh, Real Debaters podcast and, um, so there was, I guess, three podcasts. So there was them, there was uh, uh, James uh, Beaver, and then there was us. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we played uh, played some trivia and did a, did a few funny things, and it was, yeah, it was pretty, pretty good. So anybody who wants to don't... check that out, that's uh, definitely worth a listen. <laughs> yeah, I wonder when he's releasing. We should ask him. Yeah. Um, I don't, now I think, also, I don't think he's ever had... He's had guests like from other shows, I think. Right. Or has he? I know he has com- he's had, he has comedians on there all the time, and they do interview uh, industry people, like movie industry people, mm-hmm. from time to time. I don't know. I don't think they've ever had two podcasts on the show at the same time. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool for them. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun too. So, uh, with, I mean. What do you think? Do you think his numbers are going to be super awesome because we're on there? (laughs) Maybe. Do you think we can spike his numbers or are we going to drive his numbers down? That's Uh, the question. Well, well, James Beaver will probably bring them up. Um, Yeah. Us, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) We might bring them down, Todd. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's up in the air. It's up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely Uh, definitely check it out. Real Debaters with um, James Beaver Beaver and... um, the Shrine Geek podcast. So that'll yeah. probably be in the title, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming so. Um, but we uh, we actually brought some stuff into the show, too. We uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything at all, but I, I, I brought in an idea to have uh, Todd, James, and Michael compete against each other. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> it, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't remember the last time I laughed that hard, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty good. He, he's going to have to uh, do some editing or compression or something because it probably just <laughs> it was pretty. Long. His show, his shows do run do run long. He does he does not uh, a big on um, on it being an hour or whatever. I think he just lets it go and there's no time frame. It's like whenever it, yeah, I don't, whenever I don't it ends, so, it ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, having you know the three of us on the show, like 
how funny is it going to be? Right. You know, like he gets, he has comedians on the show all the time. So, so I was a little nervous going in, going in, you know, <laughs> we, as, a, as we have co- to follow comedians, <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> actual people who do it for a living. We're just, you know, we're just a shade tree uh, comedians, I guess you call them. <laughs> shade tree what does that mean well I, I don't know if that's a pr- the proper term like shade tree mechanic i think that's what they like a backyard mechanic someone who works you know he doesn't do it for a living but kind of does it you know on the side type thing so, is this a new t-shirt we're not we're sh- not a shade tree podcast <laughs> shade tree comedians <laughs> yeah. oh man um but I don't know, man. Like, I, I guess, I don't know. I didn't, I, I was kind of worried. Like, we're not going to be funny. Like, <laughs> like the, the show's all always about the yuck yucks, right? It's always about the, the jokes and stuff, right. the show. And I'm like, I, <laughs> I was, I was worried it was going to be a snooze fest. Um, but it, it was nothing. It definitely wasn't. No, no, not at all. No, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I do want to prank. Like, we, we've, we've had James on the show a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't had Michael on the show, so I think we're going to have to do that. Okay. I think that that's going to, that'd be fun, but we got to figure out how we would make him squirm or make him uncomfortable or something. I think that'd be the, uh, that'd be the trick. Hmm. For sure. I think the incorrect headline thing, I, the game with him would be freaking fun or incorrect journalism or whatever. Like giving the title to see if it was an actual title? Well, no, no. Given the, okay, here's a headline. Run with it. Tell us the story behind the headline. Oh, okay. By the headline he would know nothing about. And then we'll see if it's, it's even close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, I did, uh, I've been watching a lot of stuff lately, actually. Uh, watching stuff, reading stuff. What do you, what have you been up to? Like, what are you watching or reading or what sport are you not following? <laughs> well, I, I mean, hockey's starting, I think at the beginning of August. What? Um, I yeah. didn't know. Okay. You're going to have to talk about that. Cause I wasn't, I was not aware of that at all. Oh, I don't have all the, sorry. I didn't, well, I don't have all the details. All I know is that they're, they're practicing right now and they are actually practicing. Yeah. And they're, wow. Yeah. And they're going to be doing their, their, there's only two places I think that they're going to be working out of. Um, I think one's, was it, we're supposed to be playing, was it Calgary, I believe, the very first game that we're playing? I'd, I'd have to the schedule. It wasn't something I thought we were going to be talking about. But, but uh, yeah, we are starting the first, uh, uh, first games, I think, will, will be in August. So there'll be some... Uh, yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it because wow. they want to do the playoffs, but there's, I mean, with with this COVID thing, they have to figure out, you know, the players are going to have to segregate themselves to a certain area and not kind of venture out, I guess. I don't know how that's going to work, but. Yeah, I wonder how that, like, because the season got cut short, so are they just ignoring the last season and starting new? Or are they continuing the last season? It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I'm not too sure on the format. Because, I mean, you have so many points before you get to the playoffs, and they hadn't really quite made it to the playoffs yet when this whole thing hit. So now they have to, I don't know if they're going with the amount of points that they have so far or how that's all working, but but it is but it is coming. But I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll be uh, an empty stadium or, or wherever they're playing. 
but wow. uh, a lot of people have been itching for sports and that's the only sport that we really watch. So we've been like, yeah, when is this starting? When is this starting? So then it showed Paul Maurice on talking today, um, saying that, that they were going to be starting. Uh, they finally get everybody together. I mean, they're not up to par because, I mean, th- with the travel restrictions, I think uh, Laney's like, he's, you know, he's from Europe. So that with the travel restrictions going on, like, I think he's only just made it here recently. So uh, I don't know how much time these guys have actually had on the ice since this has all gone down because I don't think the rinks are really open. Well, no, they wouldn't have been. Being that he's from there and he's not here, and with the team, like you have to get together with your team to to practice. So it's uh, it's hard to say, but it'll definitely be an interesting uh, playoff. Wow! Yeah, um, that's really cool. Yeah. What else are you watching? Yeah, or think, what are you actually watching or reading or like right now? Yeah, right now uh, we're kind of binge watching um, Snapped, which is. It's kind of a murder, not a murder mystery, but, you know, the, you know, people, investigative reporting and stuff. That's that type of stuff. And okay. there's, there's like a gazillion um, seasons. So there's, there's all kinds to watch. Uh, game wise. What, what's the premise of the show though? Like, I, I don't quite get it. Well, I mean, they'll start off, they'll say, uh, they'll show some actual footage or pictures from the actual case. Uh, someone's been murdered, and I mean, the, you know, the head's blown off or uh, leg oh, missing. Or, you know, depending on what what type of show you watch, sometimes it'll show everything. Sometimes it'll just talk about it and show blurred out pictures. It just kind of depends yeah. on. What was that? A network show, or is that like extended cable? Or it was, is that a, it's a, it was a series that was on. I mean, it's not even on Netflix. It's on, you know, these places where you can kind of look at them, but. Um, Speaking of those types of shows, you know, they have Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, they just added it to Netflix. Yes, I think we were actually watching a few episodes of those. <laughs> I think I figured you would be. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's from our, anything, that's from our childhood. Yeah, anything in that realm we, we usually watch. We're, we're, we're kind of morbid that way when it comes to <laughs> watching, you know, autopsy footage and yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. And the gory the better type thing. You look at it and go, whoa, whoa, so, whoa, back up, back up. <laughs> you go back and you look at <laughs> it. What is that? Is that an arm? <laughs> because... Oh, no, that's hey, so if if you like those types of shows, did you ever watch the Alien Autopsy special? Uh, yeah, back when it came out. Yeah, did you think that was real or not? You know what? You can make anything. Or, I mean, I mean, or, sorry, did it look real? Like, not was it real, but did it look real? Well, like they, when it came out, like they, where you kind of like, oh my god! I mean, the technology is... at the time, whatever filmmaking they were doing, I, from when I remember when I watched it. It was very convincing. I mean, not to say that I say, oh, yeah, it is or, or isn't, because, you know, anytime you do any searches on it, you know, it, everyone's got their, their theory, right? Oh, it was fake mm-hmm. because of this, or it was real because of that. Like uh, the clock yeah. that was on the wall was made in the 50s or made in the 80s, and this was taking place in the 60s. I don't know. It's just different things in the room. They would kind of portray, well, this item here wasn't invented yet, or this, you know, everyone kind of picks it apart. So, but as for the actual autopsy itself, uh, it looked real. But I mean, you can put, you know, uh, any type of bodily, you know, whatever, 
innards <laughs> you want to call them yeah and put yeah, them in yeah. a cavity and open it up and there they are so it's yeah what did you think did you watch it i did i you know what i was i'm not gonna lie i was very excited when that came up i'm like oh my god like i i, I don't know i was kind of blown away oh they hyped it like up. it was just it was just so cool i don't know I, I like I I knew I knew it couldn't be real, you know. I, I just knew it couldn't be, but it was just I, I love that sort of stuff. Like you know, when Sas they discovered Sasquatch, well, sci-fi um, stuff. Like you remember the Sasquatch footage from the seventies that you know we've all seen a hundred times, or someone actually get a <laughs> footage of a Sasquatch walking. Always you know. blurry. If it's a UFO oh, or a Sasquatch, for some reason. Everybody who owns cameras, they're blurry. Why are they blurry? Yeah. Does, does someone not have like a 1080 or HD, you know, whatever, uh, a picture of, of these things? But the thing is, nowadays with, with technology, I mean, you could make something look super real and you'd probably never know the difference. But back in the day, before all this camera trickery, you only had whatever footage that you know, that they had. So, I mean, you have a blurry picture of someone a mile away walking in a, in a fur um, type getup. It's it's not hard to to say, oh, what was that? Because it's not crystal clear. Yeah, it's like watching sports. Back in the day, you'd watch hockey. You could barely see the puck on on the ice on a tube TV. That was how how big were TVs back then? They were like what twenty inches, twenty six maybe, if that. That was a big one. Or the floor yeah. con- floor consoles were probably about 26 inches or so. Yeah, that yeah, sounds about right. And, of course, it's blurry. Now, I mean, you can count the guy's fillings he has in his teeth. Like that, That's that's how technology has grown. So for, you know, for autopsies and stuff like that, if they did it, if they did that same one now, they could probably do a way better job at it. Because now you can see the connective tissue and everything, how everything kind of all goes together. They could really go into detail with it. Yeah. But, yeah. Different. Uh, Other things that I've done is pretty much just play Grand Theft Auto Five. You're still, so you're still, you still keep going back, eh? Oh, like yeah. you're not. Well, how, like how regular are you playing? Every day. Oh, really? Every day. You're playing that. Wow. Well, what I did was I I was really into, well, growing up, smoking the bandit was a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. So what I did was like, you go to, I think it's GTA 5 Mods. There's a site where you can get all the mods for this game, right? So for mm-hmm. PC. So I go there and I'm like, I wonder if they have the smoking the bandit car. So I look it up. Sure enough, someone's oh. made one. And I'm like, no way. So I download this. Thing. No way. I put That's it in the cool. game. And I'm driving this thing and it's it's almost like my Firebird. I mean, mine's an 81, this is 79 or 7 or something like that. So, I mean, it's kind of the same. The back end is very much, very similar. Like the front end, mine was a little longer. It didn't It didn't have the same type of a front. But yep. pretty much the same thing. So, I mean, I don't even have to drive my car. I just take this thing and I just boot it. And then if I want to go off-roading with it, I do it. And who cares? It's, it's great. Uh, drive, you get the cops chasing you. Then it was like, geez, I really like to, I wonder if I should look for a, was it 67... Camaro, I think it was, with the stripes on it. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I looked that up. So then I downloaded that one. Then I was driving that one for quite some time. 
Um, and then my daughter's uh, boyfriend just uh, bought a, was it 2017 Mustang? So They might have known it was newer. So I went, I went yeah. on there, and sure enough, I found, I think it was a 2015. I couldn't find the 17. Which it was kind of okay. similar. So I downloaded okay. that, pegged it out to pretty much the same as what he had with all the features right. on it. I took pictures of it, and I drove it around. I, I sent her the video of it <laughs> because he made one of his own also. And then yesterday, I well, just... Well, he plays GTA as well? Yeah. But he oh, pl- he does. But he plays, uh, I think it's a PS4, PS3, oh, okay. or one of, one of those game systems. So I uh, yesterday I downloaded, it was a Mopar, because I was looking for, you remember the Sebring Satellite Plus that Dad had? <laughs> yeah, of okay. course. So I figured, well, I wonder if I could find one. So I looked it up. Um, they had nothing even close. The closest I could find was a, was a GTX? No, Roadrunner. I think it was Roadrunner. So I uh, I downloaded that, and um, I've been driving that around now. But it's got it's got the Hemi in there, so it's got the like when it sits, it's pretty cool because when you have the headphones on, it goes like it sounds really. It sounds awesome. You just really work with the audio then. Oh, the audio is great. Even when you're when you put the game on and you're just waiting for the game to kick in, the the whole ambiance, like the background like essence like you you can just immerse yourself you just close your eyes and it's oh, just yeah. it's very spatial right yeah yeah and then the game starts and then you get in these vehicles and it's uh you hear the birds chirping or it's 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 an awesome game it's an awesome game it's probably the one I that keep, i played the most i keep going back to to buy because it's so cheap to buy now it's finally cheap they're finally lowering the price and there's op- i had opportunities to buy it for like 30 bucks and just like, eh, you know, what, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, eh, it's like, I don't know. It's like, I don't really have time. Yeah. I don't, I don't it's know like, what I, mods are available for like the consoles. Normally they don't really have mods. It's usually only the PC version that usually does that. I think yeah. I could be totally wrong, but it, that's at least, you know, the PC version, but, I can put whatever I want in there and drive it. But know. I was like, I was almost like, well, sh- I should just play four for like, why jump? Like why jump? Cause I mean, the last time I played was three. Right. Or no, no, not three. Um, San Andreas. San Andreas I played. Yeah. yeah. Which I didn't really like as much, but I liked three, like a ton. So I was like, well, I mean, does it matter to play them out of sequence? I don't know. I, I'm kind of a completionist. So it, Vice City was I, my favorite uh, before five, like San Andreas, I didn't really like it a whole lot because you had to, you had to eat and work out and do all this. I was like, I don't want to do that. I just want to do my story wise. I know graphic wise, it it, obviously the new game kicks it, but story wise, is it, is the story better than three? Really? Like San Andreas? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, no. Is the new one GTA five better than Vice City? Oh, story-wise. E... Well, Vice City takes place more in the 80s. Yep. Which which was really good. And then the soundtracks in there were awesome. Um, oh, the yeah. game control was awesome at the time when it like when it came out. And I played it, I don't know how many times. Um, yeah, San Andreas, when that came out, it was like, uh, okay, I'll play it. But it was like, mm, I got kind of halfway through it. And it was like, mm, it's not really for me. 
And then uh, once uh, five, because I was waiting forever for five to come out. Like it took forever. <laughs> yeah. And then you once did it did. First, yeah. yeah. And then once it did, then you know I get the updates and everything. But now that it's it's settled down, it's 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 pretty awesome. It's uh, there's lots of footage of it. You know, people. I I'll just sit on YouTube and I'll watch other people playing in groups, and it's <laughs> it's like they'll play. Uh, you know, catch me if you can or something like they'll do something and you can see them, uh, you know, they see this, see this jet going by and, you know, shooting at these people on the ground, um, which are the other players or, you know, rockets. And it's just, uh, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny, but it's, it, but it's yeah, good my, to play on your own. My brother-in-law, his, uh, that was his favorite game and he was, he was playing every night and, um, and his wife, my sister-in-law would be Sylvie's sister she'd be watching and like, you just play every night, just like sandboxing it, like not playing the game, just playing in the sandbox. Yeah. And a game, uh, finally, usually what he would, he would take a break to play the FIFA games, like the soccer games. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause he's a, obviously a big soccer guy. Right. Um, he'd take a break to play those and, and then go back. I think he'd go back to the game, but there is a game that has now, Taken over for him one. now. Golf. Yeah, there's a game. <laughs> there's a game that has replaced GTA Five, and he was a playing every night guy. Oh. What game do you think that is? Just Cause Four. Nope. Um, let's see, <laughs> Far Cry. You, we, Far, Cry be Far Cry Twelve, or whatever, whatever they're up to now. I, uh, those seven, ones I usually play. Yeah, Seven Days to Die kicked it for him. Really? Yep. We, I got him to come over because that, I mean, before you called, mm-hmm. or before you told me to give you a call, uh, that's what Sylvia and I were doing. We just started a, another new game of seven days to die. Starting right from the beginning. Now they have that for PC, um, PC I'm assuming, right? Oh yeah. The PC version kicks the console versions, but because the the maker of the game doesn't have the rights to the console version, so they're not allowed to do anything with it. Seven days to die. Okay, I will definitely look that one up. Um, so that I, I've talked to you a couple of times where we want to. I think we might be on the verge of having to get a new PC. Okay. Because you know, every couple of years your PC is outdated. Right. Or, or, or sooner than that. And we've never bought PCs for, for gaming purposes ever. <laughs> oh. So we're like, we love seven days so much. And our frustration with that game on the console. And I think we've talked about this before in the show mm-hmm. is that, um, telltale games bought the rights for the game on the console because the studio is just a, they're, they're an independent studio. Mm-hmm. And Telltale said, hey, we're going to buy your game, like buy the rights for your game on the console. And then Telltale went heads up, like they went uh, bankrupt. Oh. And Telltale also makes like a bunch of other games, like they do the Walking Dead games and um, uh, basically storytelling, like choose your own adventure sort of games. Or it's, it's, you're not fighting, it's just conversation. So, you you know, uh, like the Walking Dead ones, like you, you go into a home and when you're in the home, there's a kid there. What do you tell him? You know, you, you, what you tell him, is it going to scare him away or is it going to get him to come with you? Or do you, you know, do you help the kid? Do you not help the kid? It's like a choose your own adventure sort of game. 
Like that's the games they make. Okay. And they bought this game. And then they went and they did Batman games and uh Now is this um, a sandbox type game or is it very linear? Oh uh, no, it's sandbox. Oh, okay. But I think the PC version might not be. I, I'm not sure because I've never actually played it. Well, but it anyway, so the di- so what happened is when Telltale went uh out of business, mm-hmm. um, they still had they still retained the rights. So the creator of the game is trying to get the rights back but no one's going to sell the rights back so they're not allowed to make there hasn't been any modifications so this game was always meant to be a a beta tested in beta testing sort of game that continuously gets updates because they were a small studio they didn't have a lot of money and you know as people bought the game well then they would put improvements on the game like it was very very independent well if you if you've been playing it that much it must be a good game yeah, so the fact that we're playing a game that's multiple uh, versions old, mm-hmm. uh, I think we're playing version 15 or something, and it's like 19 on the PC. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that we're still playing it, even though it's glitchy, like we have moments where it just crashes. It just can't handle... Um, it can't handle all the work Sylvia and I have put into a game. Oh, you know, okay. We're building stuff. and But anyway, this is the game that Paul is playing. I could talk about seven days all night, but I won't. But that's the game Paul was playing. I finally convinced him to try it out. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I played a co-op game with him here, like on the same console. And he's like, oh my God, this is so cool. It's so cool. So then he went and bought it. Like a and, crack dealer. Um, the first yeah. one's free. Oh yeah, I'm a total, <laughs> no, <he's hooked. laughs> I'm a total crack dealer. <laughs> so he, he liked it so much he had to go buy another controller. Oh. Because you can play a um, split screen right. on that game. Um, so him and his wife are playing. Here's a question. They're playing every night. Talking about <laughs> split screen. If you yeah. play pl- split screen, can you split screens to two separate monitors or does it have to be on the same screen? Wow. Is Good it, question. Is that too deep of a question? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, because I do split screen stuff for work and there's a lot of different settings on your monitor settings. I'm sure you could do something similar. Right, but just the way the console is set up and the way it runs, will it allow you to do that? You know what? I don't know. That's something worth looking into. Yeah. Because then, cause then you'd be fine if you could split it out. It could be a, an extra option uh, yeah. in the future. But they're not really doing split-screen games anymore. Like, they're straying away from it. Right. And this game was old. Like the, It's not something they really want to do because you have to have... Two, the game ha- is processing separately. Right. So there's two instances of the game running at the same time. Right. And if you're going to do that, you're probably going to, you know, because you have to have a different screen size. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not a tech guy, but I know it's harder to do and your graphics are reduced as a result. Yeah, I guess if you're if your game's running at eighty percent or ninety percent or whatever it is, of whatever the, you know the console specs are, uh, if you double it up, your frame rate's going to drop and your access for your hard drive is going to you know suffer most likely. But I'm sure now they use uh, uh, solid state drives. I would assume. Yeah, who which knows? Access them way way faster now. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how that works. Like I. I I know that was my big complaint and we almost sold our Xbox one when we got it because they weren't supporting anything. But then when we went to the PS, 
they've never, I don't think they've really ever supported it anyway. I could be wrong, but. You have a PS. Um, no, well, we thought about getting one. Oh. She's like, well, Sylvie and I, like, we can't buy two. Uh, I mean, we bought two consoles <laughs> eventually, but we can't buy. So we can't play together anymore. Like, so I just bought a console that we're not allowed to play together. Then why would we play? And um, well, I can't remember monthly, who I asked. You have, you have monthly membership too, right? So now you'd have to be paying two different companies. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that would suck. So anyway, so we, you know, we, I, I was really mad about it. And I, I think I, I, I talked to somebody, a tech person. I don't know if it was with Microsoft or with one of the game developers or, or something. And they said, oh, well, you can play hockey or you can play football or you can play. So it was only the sports games you could play on the same console. Right. And like, you, you know me, Todd. Sports, like, you know, uh, <laughs> I often, you know, when people say, hey, it's the big game this week. And I'm like, I'm not playing D&D this week. And what are you guys talking about? You know, like, exactly. you know, I'm not a sports guy, like not at all. So, you know, the only games you can play co-op on the same console is sports games. Well, Sylvie likes sports even less than I do. So, yeah, they're going, so, they're going yeah. with the masses, I guess. Yeah. And then the masses, not most people... You know, most people don't play within the same household. Yeah, but. it's usually it's usually playing online with your friends, right? Not normally, so you'd only need one. You know, yeah. You know, it's usually the wife, or not usually, but in, in some cases, it's the wife telling the husband, like, "Oh God, are you going to play again? I don't understand why you're playing. You know, aren't you a grown man? Why are you still playing video games? Or you know, vice versa? You know, in, in Sylvie's case, she's the the game. You know, she's more of a gamer than I am, mm-hmm. but. You know, I don't know that whole thing. Whatever, <laughs> I don't want to get into that I love again. Games. I love games. That's uh, if you don't like it, that's tough patootie to you. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> exactly uh, right. That's everybody's got a thing. That's that's one of mine. Yep. Yeah. But um, game. So, oh, sorry, you're looking for a PC. You're gonna yeah. be looking for like, were you looking for a, a more of a laptop or a desktop? Mm, I think Sylvia wants a laptop. I think she wants to be able to bring it over to the couch right. sort of thing. Now, what I have done um, is I have my system set up. Now, if I would have known that this is what I was doing, maybe I shouldn't have gone with the laptop because laptops are more expensive than the desktop. Yes. Normally. Uh, and the video cards and all that are a little more interchangeable when it comes to desktops. So Yeah, of course. So what I had done is I actually, what I do is I usually, and I, and I don't have any affiliation with them at all, but I buy all my stuff. Uh, computer-wise, at um, uh, Memory Express. Yep. And I usually buy the MSI gaming laptops, which are awesome. Um, they're these are the i7s that I use, like the the top uh, chips and stuff. Um, I mean, they come with the uh, solid-state drives and uh, tons of memory, and they run great. Now. If I would have known, because I already have a laptop that I was doing, like when we were recording, um, like our music and stuff, which was yep. okay. And it was starting to get a little bit old. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get my, myself an updated unit. What I should have done was get an actual desktop because what I have is I've got a monitor that actually swings on a, and it's, it's basically a post. Yeah. It's got a bearing in it and then it's got an arm. So the arm has my monitor on it. It's like a 27-inch curved monitor. And what I do is I have it, and I swing it in from where I'm sitting on the couch. And then yep. I just use uh, 
a wireless keyboard and mouse. So my laptop sitting there, I could watch it on the little, on the 17-inch monitor, which is great. Although the monitor, I think, was uh, 70, usually what, there's 60 hertz usually. This one was 70. Um, the gaming monitor I bought was 144 hertz. So okay. it's, it's, it's much smoother. So it was kind of a waste to spend all that money where I could have spent a little less or the same amount of money and got even a better unit as a desktop oh, yeah. than a laptop. But I mean, if it, it's it, if it's sitting on your lap and you're playing it and you're watching the monitor, yes, get the biggest monitor that you can afford and, yep. the, and the best laptop you can afford, especially for gaming because it uses up a lot of resources and the better it is, the longer it'll last you. Uh, yep. But when you, when you go into the really, really high-end ones, you kind of question going, you know what, I'm not going to spend that much. That's way over my budget. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to kind of, like mine, I think it was like 1200 bucks. That that was kind of like what I had spent. And that was, that's lots. Yeah. Yeah. And now if I look them up there, I think there may even be more than that. But I mean. As a laptop, not as a desktop. As a laptop, correct. But wow. the desktop should be a little, little cheaper. Well, we'll we'll look at it. I just want to make sure, like, um, you know, we're financially safe with COVID and stuff before we. Yeah, well, that's what make, everybody but, everybody doesn't want to. I was like, should we do put a bathroom in the basement? He's like, well, yeah, yes, yeah. but uh, maybe not yet because uh, you want to kind of make sure everything's going to stabilize before you go and spend a bunch of money, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, exactly you know, something happens. God forbid, you know, you don't know, so you got to kind of keep your keep your eye on that, but. So all we've been doing is we're just, you know, I, I mean, I'm saving a lot of money by working at home. So um, we're just taking all our money, squirreling it away and just, you know, just rainy, rainy day a, a rainy day fund. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just making sure we have one. Right. Um, you know, just kind of waiting. And then, you know, once it gets over a certain amount, then maybe, because the thing we need to worry about is that our oldest daughter is going to grade one this year. So, um, People are using computers, I think, as early as grade one, and she's going to need something. So maybe, you know, she gets one of our laptops. There you go. Um, but I want her to start getting familiar with, you know, using the laptop and how it works and that. I mean, they can use tablets all day long, but they right. really need to, you know, learn how to use computers. So Abby's going to have to start this year. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I've been um, I've been watching and reading a lot of stuff. We're watching Modern Family right now. From the beginning. Yeah, all the way from the beginning. Yeah, because we've never we've never seen it before. Ah. And uh, I really like that show. I, at first, I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? This is. I didn't want to like it because it was it's so popular and everyone just loves the show and. I was, I don't like things that are popular in general. Well, it's like The Office. You know, I've never seen it. It's been super popular, but I've never seen it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's supposed to be really But then popular. because it's so it's so popular, you don't want to see it, right? Yeah. But nowadays, but, when you're binge-watching, you don't want to watch a series that's halfway through its thing. Like, Modern Family is now, is now done. So it's perfect. Is it done? Yeah, it's Okay, done. I wasn't sure of that. Okay. So to be able to watch it. And, and I love... Uh, I don't know his real name. I just call him Al Bundy. <laughs> oh, Ed O'Neill. Yeah, yeah, Ed O'Neill. So anything that he's in, I really like to watch. And he's he, he seems to do a really good job in the show. 
And oh, he's so good. And I've wanted to watch it, but I don't know. We, we kind of get stuck. It's like, it's between Mom or um, oh, Big Bang Theory. That And, and they're all repeats. Yeah. yeah. That's all we usually watch. So we, we got to find a series to to kind of sit down and watch from the beginning. Yeah, Modern, I highly recommend it. Yeah. It's got, it, it's really about the new new modern family dynamics. And I think both, both of us uh, have experienced uh, interesting family dynamics for sure. Mm-hmm. So it's a really good take on that, but it's done in a very humorous right way, but it's got a lot of heart too. It's not just a comedy. Like, right. Like, yeah, you know, I fall in love with these. I fell in love with all these characters. They're all great. And it's like, Oh my God, we have someone like that in our family or, you know, like, and then Everything, everyone's so relatable. There's like, oh God, we had that. Ha- I remember when, like, I'm always like, remember when that happened? You know, like, it's just so familiar. I've never watched a show that was so familiar feeling, uh, or not in a long time anyway. Right. And they have, uh, I mean, you'll have a show like, just take, for example, Married with Children. I mean, they had, everything was kind of done out of the house or the garage or whatever, but it yeah. was always one spot. Modern Family have taken like groups of, you know, three or four people. And basically, it's almost like three separate shows, because you'll, you'll have because you'll have you'll have one with uh, uh, I can't remember their names now. There are a couple. Um, the two guys. I don't know if it's his brother or her brother. Well, yeah, like the the gay couple. Yeah, yeah the gay couple. Yeah, so the the guy is. His sister is the other is in the other family because there's like I guess three families in this, right? Something like that, yeah. And so they're related there, and then their father is Ed O'Neill, right? And he's just remarried to a very young woman who's actually younger than his daughter. Oh, so it, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, how old is it? yeah? So, so those are the three families, oh, and yeah, right. yeah. so that so there's. Well, there's the daughter um, and husband. That's one group. Then there's Ed O'Neill and his wife, and then and then the, right. the, the other couple. Were just and then his so, son and his son and his life partner. So it's those are the three couples, and it bounces between all three of them, and they're all it's like three separate um, stories. Yeah, three separate stories, but they obviously you know they 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 run into each other all the time, and but I really like the uh, the closeness of the family, like. It's not a 1950s, you know, leave it to beaver. Like, no, it's a real family, like, you know, with real problems and, and real stuff. Real things. And sure, happen, it's yeah. played lighthearted, but I don't know. It, it's good. I, I, I love that show. There always, there's always a grain of truth in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're going, oh, yeah, yeah, this happened before, and this happened to us before, or they go traveling and, you know, we get the angst of things going wrong. It's like, oh, yeah, that's happened before. You know, can, yeah, you can relate to a lot of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then uh, I'm reading. Uh, I'm reading. It's called House of X, uh, which is uh, the latest big crossover for Marvel, and it's uh, basically it's based around the X Men comics, and it's uh, Jonathan Hickman, the writer. And I, I've read. I've read. God, I've read tons of his stuff. Um, he did a really long run in the Fantastic Four a number of years ago. That was just phenomenal. And I'm not a fan of the X-Men comics so much anymore because they're just too complicated, too convoluted. There's too many members. It's just like, if you were like you as a neophyte, like 
and say, hey, I want to start reading the X-Men, I would never direct you to anything modern in the least bit for <laughs> X-Men because there's no good jumping on point. There honestly isn't. So it's, it's really... Well, it's different writers, obviously, than what it was when it first came out. Sure. And then, you know, the members of the X-Men, there's probably like 500 different members of the X-Men that there's been. Like, and I'm not even joking. So it's just, it's, it's too complicated. And I quit reading X-Men years ago, probably like a decade or more ago, because it just started jumping, you know, jumping the shark. It was like Fonzie jumping over the shark in Happy Days. It yeah. was just, just I, I just couldn't. I didn't want to follow it anymore because there's like 12 different titles that you have to buy per month no. to know what's going on. And even then you still don't know what's going on. It's just too complicated. They had too many writers, too many titles. Right. So I just dropped it and I never want to jump on board again because of that. But right. someone told me to read this. So, so I'm reading it. Is, it's great. So does, are, do you know other people that feel the same way that you do with these, with the new X-Men? Um, I don't really talk to people that are reading comic books anymore. The only comic uh, input I've been getting lately has been from the, the talk talking back podcast. They they'll review a a run of something. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the only input I've been getting from people around me. I mean, I follow a bunch of writers and artists on Twitter and stuff, but I don't have anybody I talk to other than when we had Jared on the show, Hmm. like he's the only person I talk to, but I, I think he's fallen off the X-Men bandwagon a long time ago as well. You know, there's so many other things you can start with that's easier, but I will say that, you know, it gets my better judgment. I found a digital copy of this. Because mm-hmm. what I like to do is I like to sample something digitally because there's always a lot of free digital stuff online for comics. And it's basically to rope you and go, you know what, I really like this. And then you go buy the trade paperback for it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm doing that with this because I was like, you know what, I thought of just ordering it from Jared. And I'm like, you know what, it's another excellent book. I bought a bunch of stuff from him before, mm-hmm. like collected trades of recent stuff. And I read it and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> it's pretty, super pretty artwork. You know, everything's like a pinup shot. Okay. But the story is so thin. And anyway, so I, I'm reading this candy. and it is, yeah, too much eye candy, not enough story. Right. Okay. Um, but anyway, this thing is amazing. Like, it's really, really good. I don't know all the characters that are in it. What's it called? But. Then? It's called uh, House of X. House of X. Yeah, so it's so it's two titles running concurently, mm-hmm. and they ran for. This is oh, new. So six issues, six issues, six issues each. Okay. And the one, and they're both by the same writer, and the one title is basically giving you a lay of the land. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a very um, world building thing they're doing. They're explaining the the history of the X Men from zero, uh, year zero to year 10 to year 100. Mm-hmm. And and it's a contextual thing, so it's a little heady for detail, but the second series is just telling the story. So I guess one gives you context of what's going on, and the other one is just telling the actual story of what's happening right now. It's kind of like people who like to know all the backstory, whatnot. Some people just want to, I just want to read the story. I don't want to know yeah. all this other stuff. Yeah, and I think that's why they did it that way. But it, yeah, it's it's really good. I'm actually probably going to end up ordering this damn thing. Um, 
but it it is good but it's 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 not even comic book it's this is pure sci-fi like it's it's a pure sci-fi thing going on so um, so does age group kind of kind of switch now like to who's reading it like would you have read this when you were younger and you were reading the original x-men Ab- stuff absolutely not okay so this is kind of as a, way as too a kid i would be You'd be kind of lost. You'd be like, "Whoa, oh, too yeah. much information." Yeah, just make it yeah. simple. You know, I like comics. You get the, you know, you get the cartoons and you get the little things above them talking, and we're good. <laughs> That's all we need. Yeah, but luckily, I don't know. I don't know why. Like this writer was a, like I said, he wrote Fantastic Four for a long time. I don't know if he's really touched the X Men before. Um, not in this level of like, they gave him the reins to the kingdom, basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's controlling everything happening, I guess. So it, it, anyway, it it is very good, but it's so complex, but he's relying on a lot of the, a lot of the names that I grew up with, with the X-Men. So I understand, I I know a lot of the characters in there, which is maybe why I'm enjoying it. Right. Uh, there's not a lot of characters in there that I don't know. So, you know, that's helpful, but if someone doesn't know all these characters, I think they might get a little lost. In so, the story. so this is more of a Gen X type. Is that what we're yeah. considered? Are, are we considered yep. Gen X? Yep. Okay. So that would be that would be right. Yeah. Yeah. So that would probably be more appease to more. Yeah, the people who know the history that have already read all yep. the comic books and now they've they've yeah. come to okay. Now we're going to start with this. You already know the backstory and everything else, so we'll just continue on. And everyone else that just starts is like, okay, this is okay, but I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, uh, I've been reading that and I've been reading, uh, I just finished uh, reading Excalibur, which, um, I don't know, it's, it's mutants and magic in the Marvel universe. Hmm. And I've read everything Excalibur has ever put out over the years. So that, then that's, that's been good. And the only reason I read this house of X thing is because the Excalibur, the new Excalibur series starts after House of X is done. Oh. So the six issues ran for both those titles, and then House of X, or sorry, Excalibur starts at the tail end of that. You really have to have a good following to be able to do that. Yeah. Because you're not going to have someone just start off with Excalibur. No. Or do they have it set up where it doesn't matter whether you've known anything previous to this or well, not? Well, you like know some what? Movies. Some of them you don't need to know. Some of them, the movie's good on its own. You don't need to know all the history. Sure. The writing on Excalibur was so well done because now I read these out of sequence. I read Excalibur first, issues one through 10. Again, a digital thing. So I'm going to be ordering from Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be ordering the, the trade for it because right. it was something I didn't want to take a chance on buying. I'm like, it's probably not going to be any good um, because Excalibur has been redone. I don't know how many times over the years. And honestly, it's only been good once. And that was the first the first series that came out and it's never been good since, but this one is good. Um, but anyway, they were good enough at saying, okay, this is the status quo of the world. That's where this team is at this point in time. Here's all the stuff happening in the background. They just kind of do an overview of what's going on and then they just go into the series. So there, it was really good at setting up, you know, what's going on and you know why it's going on very good at doing that. They explain enough of what happens in house of X that you can just run with it. But, um, they also seeded 
enough things enough things in there that you're like, I think I want to go back and read why the world is the way it is right now. Like they establish it in the series. The world is, this is the way the world is now. So then now that's why I'm reading house of X. Okay. How did the world get to where it is? They actually seeded enough ideas in there that I do want to go back and read the series. Now it's probably not going to be any good was what I was thinking. But now that I'm reading, it's like, wow, this is, I want to go back and read Excalibur again because now I know why they're doing what they're doing, you know, in, in detail. So when does this take place? When you say now, do you mean like 2020 or do you talking like now? 2020. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. 2020. So they I have, think, so they've written stuff past 2020. Like, are we going to make it past 2020? <laughs> well, they, they literally changed how, so they, the, the premise of house of X is that, um, all the mutants have decided to band together. So there's no good mutants and bad mutants. They've all agreed, you know what? The human race are, are pathetic. Mm-hmm. And we're going to set up our own nation, our own government, our own currency, our own everything. And we're going to separate from the human race. Because hmm. humans and mutants never get along. Right. You know, humans are always trying to kill mutants. And, and then you get the bad mutants who are always trying to kill humans because you know, because of this or that or whatever. So for the first time ever, they've got their own little island that they live on. Every single mutant lives there. The population, I think they said the population was like 100,000 or something. This is on Earth? Um, this is on Earth, yeah. They just get their own island in the middle of the ocean somewhere. And they don't get hassled. Well, this whole storyline, these six issues of those two separate titles, mm-hmm explains how they can get away with doing that and not be hassled. Oh. That's what it's all about. Okay. So they, uh, I guess I can spoil a little bit. Um, they realize that the only thing, the only way they can have their own independent nation and get recognized as their own nation with their own government mm-hmm. and still, you know, talk to the other, you know, the other nations on the planet is they need to have something that we want as humans, what humans want. Okay. So they came up with, uh, bartering. A, they're bartering. They have something to barter with. Right. So they come up with a drug. Oh. I think that will heal any disease or like any flu, like virus or something like that. I think it, it's a cure for the common cold or for, I, I can't remember exactly what it was now. I'm a little Do you fuzzy, honestly, but, think that they would be safe doing this with big pharma do you think they would stay <laughs> sitting going oh they got a cure for everything we're out of business they're probably the the, the biggest contributors well to i'm not there in this i'm not at that point of the story yet so i don't know <laughs> like so th- that was their plan is they've got three things that the human race can't live without so one was it i think One's a, I can't remember. It's three separate things. One was a drug. I can't remember what the other two were. Okay. But they're things that the human race has always been striving for right. and need. We absolutely need. Maybe it was a, a food, replenishable food source or something. I can't, I can't, well, I can't remember. Di- that's different. That's, that's different. Although the, I mean, the food, yeah, it's definitely different. So, so that was the thing. Is like, okay, well, they need us. So if they attack us, they're not going to get the drug, the food and whatever the third thing was, because it can only be produced if mutants are around. 
And if you attack the land that we're on, all of that stuff is produced on the land that we are on, and it can only be activated by mutants or something along those lines. I can't remember exactly, because I haven't read the last two issues yet. But the idea was, look, okay, we have something that you want, so now we have something to barter with, and we're using this to barter for our peace. Like Saudi Arabia with oil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you want our oil, you're going to leave us alone. It's got nothing to do with peace. You know what? That is the best analogy I've heard. That's exactly what it is. We have something you need. And then they uh, set up their own government. Mm -hmm. So if there's anything going on in the world, they can talk to the other governments of the world. And I don't know what's going to happen with that because I'm not there in the story yet. Um, So they just, they've set everything up that they need. They have everything they need. Uh, everything's set up. They find a way to get all the mutants to get along, which I'm obviously that's probably going to fail because <laughs> it's a comic book. Right. And so they have their own ecosystem. They have their own, um, well, ecosystem, everything. cause this happens on earth, correct? Yeah. And but it's this, the, the whole thing is self-contained. They have, they have no need for fuel, uh, electricity, uh, food, like everything is supplied by the island they're on. And the island is, uh, the island is, um, what's the word? Sentient. Hmm. So they're interacting with the island. They have an agreement with the island that they're going to live on it. Right. And they also develop the mutant language. So they also have their own language that cannot be uh, Google translated. Okay. And they also have found the, the way to resurrect any mutant that's ever died. Oh, that could be dangerous. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously shit's going to happen. Like, I, I don't know what yet. Like I said, I'm not at the tail end yet, but it's damn exciting, man. It, <laughs> it, it I, I just like the whole idea that, like sometimes the X-Men comics were like so self-contained. It was, you know, it wasn't really, it was impacting the world, but it wasn't like, it was like, it was their own universe. And, you know, the Avengers maybe aren't really there, but you know, like it was too self-contained. Now it's like, this is a global thing. Right. And it's just, it's it's brilliant science fiction. It's, it's, it's a perfect scenario. I mean, if you could do stuff for people and not have, you know, you have all kinds of food, you wouldn't have to worry about famine. You wouldn't have to worry about, but the thing is, is there's no money in it. And the world revolves around money. When you watch, yes. when you watch the movie, um, what was it? Arnold Schwarzenegger and he was out in uh, on Mars. What was that called? Oh yeah. Um, okay. What were we call? Yeah. So you have to pay for your air, your water, like, yes. all that stuff. They're not going to give you that for free. Why would they, they? There's no money in it. How many? Yeah. How many? How many industries would go under? How many industries would 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 suffer because of all this stuff that's that's great. That's, 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 I think a lot of times that is what impedes advancement. Is money. Is money. If there's no money involved, no one will look into it. It's just like, it's like, just like prescription drugs. Prescription drugs. They, they pump them, you know, they're passing them, they're, they're giving them away. They're, they're, you know, this, this stuff's going off the shelves, right? They're trying to sell this yeah. stuff. Uh, I mean, medical cannabis come out. It's like, no money in it. We're just going to, I mean, sure, you can do uh, research in it and everything, but that doesn't generate them money. 
there's no money in, in, in research and development like there is in, in the drug companies. So there's there's no you money. Just in raised, They're not going to do you it. Just, you <laughs> just raised a very interesting thing, Todd. What's that? So this drug that they have, mm-hmm. there are no side effects. So is this maybe a, you know, you know how comics and science fiction, they always, you know, they always take a look at what the real world, what's happening in the real world and, and kind of twist of, it a little bit. Yeah, take a little but bit maybe, of fact and, and make it and make it sound real. Yeah, but what you're seeing with the pharmaceutical industry, there is no good drugs of any kind. None. Every drug has a side effect. So if you take this drug, it's going to relieve your pain or your abdominal cramps or your lower back pain or this or that or whatever. And then there's 15 or 20 side effects. So it's going to, you know, it's going to make your stomach feel better, but it's going to give you a headache or it's going to make you sore in, in, your, in your bones or uh, you're going to have diarrhea or... Or, you know, if you get something that looks after the diarrhea, then it's going to give you an upset stomach. Have you watched? It's going to back you up. It's I, going to bloat you. I think we've watched, I think we may have kind of touched on this at one time because we were, I think we were talking about that. And it's like, you know what, there's this drug and it's supposed to help you with this. And then there's this la-la music going on in the background, people yeah. skipping in the fields and everything while yeah. they're telling about all the side effects, right? Yeah. To, to, yeah. So you're like, oh, okay, that should be fine. This all looks great. Yeah, but you're not listening to what he's saying. It's it's the uh, it, it's meant to be a distraction. Smoke, so you smoking, don't hear the yeah, side effects. Smoking mirrors. It's it's you know blatant. It's it's right in front of you. They'll he'll talk on a low voice underneath everything, so you're not really paying attention. While all this nice fancy music's going on. Next time you watch a commercial uh, for these drug companies, and they're about a minute and a half long. Like they're not they're not like a fifteen second spot. Oh and, no! And, because it takes that long to go through all the effects. Yeah, <laughs> all the side effects. Side yeah. effects, yeah. I'd be like, it may cause death. Well, okay. Well, let's try that. <laughs> that and But like cannabis or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever marijuana, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, the, like the side effects are negl- negligible. So it is, it is the wonder drug. And it's the drug that was always criminalized. It was always illegal. People were getting arrested for it. It's like, yeah, but look at all the benefits. Okay, no, but it's illegal, so we're going to put you in jail. And there's still people in jail for smoking pot 20 years ago that are still in jail. And, oh, yeah. and depending but it's where like you're the, from, yeah, it, it, yeah, they'll give you more time. But but it's it's the wonder drug, and the world doesn't want the wonder drug because there isn't money in it. Because I, if you can use one drug for everything, right. and you can you know you can you can take that that plant and have all these great effects for it to cure nausea, headache, uh, loss of appetite, like all of these things in one drug. What happens to all the other drugs, the ones with all the side effects? I almost think they want drugs to have side effects for a reason, because then you have to take another drug to counteract those side effects. And then a third drug to counteract those side effects, et cetera, et cetera. And then the next thing you know, you have these people, with those little canisters, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and there's like five pills on Monday, four pills on Tuesday, 17 pills on Wednesday that they have to take, that they can't even keep track of because it's so freaking complicated. Like that's what the pharmaceutical industry wants. They don't want a drug that looks after everything. Well, I believe... It's, it's not, doesn't make money. I believe it was... Here we go. I, it's legal history of... 
cannabis in the United States. I, I thought when I had read something regarding it, I thought it had something to do with big pharma. And I was like, okay, you know what? We own this company. We're going to shut these guys down. We're going to make it illegal. We're going to make it illegal so they can't. Yeah. They can't use it. They're not going to yeah. do any research. They can't do anything because if they can't and we make it illegal, they have to buy our drugs. Yeah. And, and I believe that's that's where it all came from. I, I could be full of crap, but I, I'd have to, you know, read up on it all. But Understandably, it was the same thing with ecstasy when it was when it was developed or or whatever. It was it was developed. I mean, I could be getting some of this a little bit wrong, but it was developed to help people with you know, with suffering from depression. Um. Yeah. And then, you know, it became a party drug. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, you can do great things with this. Mm-hmm. We should make this illegal because we can't make, you know, it almost feels like because we didn't invent it and we're not introducing it into the world and we're not controlling it and there's not enough side effects of something and it's doing too much good. Mm-hmm. Big Pharma takes it back, changes it, alters it, and then they sell it. And then it just, it, it doesn't, it seems it's like Band-Aid. Like all these medications are just Band-Aids. They don't solve or fix anything. There's Band-Aids on top of things. And, you know, like, I, I don't know, are they trying to kill off the human race or, you know, shorten our lifespans or, you know, make us more reliant on medicine and hospitals and... No, it's very simple. Know. It's the almighty dollar. It's, it's got nothing Which to do. Which is what you started off with. Yeah. <laughs> That's like you're saying... What makes the so, world go round? <laughs> so I think, the, you, know, the, you know, the last two issues, I think, of this X-Men thing, it's probably going to go back to the almighty dollar. I was like, well, wait a minute. You guys can't give us a drug. And they were going to make it, I think they're, the other thing, too, is I think the things they're offering to the human race were going to be cheap. It was meant to be a break-even pro, uh, prospect, I think. Like, we're going to give them, this is going to be our leverage and we're going to make it affordable so everyone can have it. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't have a quality in the world. We know that does. You know, we know that doesn't work. Yeah. You know, the, I mean, not everybody it, even gets clean water. Like, as a race, humans are shitty. They don't want a quality. They're always there's always people in in positions of power that are like, well, if there's a quality, then there's no big profits, and we don't get to control people and. Wow, we just went off on a political dive bomb there. <laughs> but anyway, the series is excellent. So it's, I think it's touching on things that are happening in society today. And especially the way that the mutants are, are targeted in the comic books is very similar to what's happening, uh, particularly in the U.S., but you know, all around the world with these riots and things. Right. And again, like I, I think maybe the X-Men are in an upswing for sales because it's you know, incredibly relatable again. Right. Or even more relatable because of, you know, the global chaos going on. Right. But, yeah. Huh. Anyway, so that's what I've been reading. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's so good. And I've got a whole bunch of other stuff lined up. Uh, I'm doing a deep dive into Captain Britain again. I'm going to reread everything again. And Union Jack as well. God. I, I wish my I... two favorite heroes of all time. I wish I had the discipline to actually sit down and read stuff like that. I I just it just doesn't to me reading what it it strains my eyes too much. It just it puts me to sleep. It's like it's not it's not a pleasurable experience. Like in school yeah. and stuff, like you're reading stuff, and after a while you start all you see is the words, and you don't even. I mean, you're going through all the words, every word in the book. 
what did you retain? I, absolutely nothing. I was just reading the words. Like, I don't know what this means. I don't really care. So you, you, the interest isn't there. You don't really care. If I find a book of something that I really like, I will actually take the time, sit down and read it and actually comprehend what's going on. Yeah. I um, think you just need to find the thing that you like reading, though. Like, I find like, if I'm reading science fiction or fantasy, the first 50 pages, maybe 100 pages, are the, that's the challenge for me. Right. Um, I have, a, I do have a hard, I like, I love reading, but I do have a hard time with it. And I being mean, introduced to something I'm unfamiliar with right. and being taught how that world works, even if it's a fictional, you know, a regular world like ours, but mm-hmm. you know, Jack, Jack Reacher or, or whatever, it's still, you know, it's still the real world, but slightly different. Like even to, I find such a hard time getting in, um, but I, I've got a rule. If I can break 50 pages, then I'm good. Right. But I have a hard time. I just see words. Like yeah. when I start reading, maybe it's an attention deficit disorder or something <laughs> I have. I don't know. I'm more of a audiobooks. Uh, I've never, although I've never tried audiobooks, but I think that would be uh, key if I were to, sure. you know, learn. Different people learn different ways. And that's the thing. Like if, if because I know when, when I was in history class and whatnot and, and talking, like after a while, like when we were going to church, when we were back home, when we were younger, uh, after a while, when he starts talking, all you see, everything outside of the person that's talking just get blurred out. And then you just kind of, just kind of go into a trance, right? And the same yep. thing would happen in class because after a while he'd be talking, of course, monotone voice. So now you're, you know, yeah, it's after lunch. <laughs> You're kind of half bagged as it is, <laughs> and he's talking, and you're and you're nodding off, and you're trying to stay awake, let alone trying to comprehend what is going on, uh, just trying to stay awake. Though those are the things, and and after going to school, you're like, oh, you go to university and college and all this other stuff, and I'm thinking, oh my god, I couldn't, I have a hard time with this. Would I? How would I do if I was going there? Although I yeah. did take some computer courses, like you said, if you're really interested in it, it's yeah. a whole different story. I mean, when you're young and you're 18 and under 18, you know, like your hormones are racing and that's the only, you know, that's the only thing that occupies your brain for most of puberty. So yeah. when studying is like, you're not even, it's not even on the scale, right? When you get older yeah. and you go, cause I found I got way more out of it in, in college when I went to Red River and took some courses, uh, I could actually sit down and read it without being um, sidetracked by, you know, your, your body's hormonal, you know, all the time. It's like, you're your attention span. Yeah, you're like, Oh wait, what am I doing after school today? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, but you're, you're more grounded when you get older, you can actually sit down and, and concentrate and think and, and, and proceed. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, but it's like you said, if it's something you're interested in, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a whole different ball game. You, you get ready. I'm going to, I'm going to admit reading this house of X, like the first three issues. I'm like, Oh God. Cause it was all just laying out, you know, what's happening in the world. And it was more, um, introducing everything and all the theories and, and showing me what the sandbox looks like and what it's, it's like, oh my god! Like, I don't know who these characters are. I don't know what's going on. It was that lack of familiarity. It was like, okay, I, you know, it, it was the 
you know, the 50-page the rule again, but in a com- in comic book. And usually in comic book, you can jump in and you're fine, but right. this is so, such heavy sci-fi. Right. Have you ever... It took me, like, once I get past the third issues of, of both those titles, mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, okay, now... Now it's starting to come together. It was that I'm not familiar and I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know what's going on because I'm not familiar. So right. once they were able to get me familiar, then I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Have you ever watched so Then I was... yeah. That's why people, I think, watch soap operas because it's it's familiar. It's easy to watch. Well, you know, because you know everybody, back, you know the types of scenarios that are going going on. Back in the day, when uh, was it Young and Restless? Uh, this was who knows twenty years ago, maybe or so. Uh, I used to, I used to watch it because it was on when I got home and whatever person i was with watched it so i you know whatever was on i just kind of watch but sure uh but the thing i found was if you stop watching it for a month or two and then you watch an episode you didn't miss a whole lot no because it was very 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 slow but now the opposite is what you're saying with with the x with this x uh, when you started reading that, it's almost like, you know what? We just went 20 or 30 years into the future past the last thing that you just read. So now I have no clue what the hell's going on. But I think that's why I fell out of love with comic books because nothing ever changed. Oh, okay. You know, that was the problem. It just, nothing ever changed. The formula and was just, like, oh. just repetitive. Yeah. So yeah, I, what I was saying was, I think that's why I fell out of love with comic books because you know, whenever something big would happen, you're like, oh my God, like, this is so great. But then they would undo what happened. You know, like Spider-Man got his black, his, his, they finally changed his costume over and he was wearing that black outfit with the white spider on it. Right. And then he just went back to wearing what he was wearing before. Or Spider-Man was married and, you know, he was with Mary Jane and, you know, it was always different. You didn't know what was going to happen. It was they changed everything and he was married and all this stuff. And then everything got undone and their years of marriage never happened. And it was all wiped, wiped out. And it's like, they're so afraid of, of moving forward. And that's why I fell out of love with comic books for a long time. But with this X-Men thing, I'm just curious, are they going to keep with it? Cause they should, you've changed the status quo. You've changed how things work now run with it. It's almost like so, running a running a pilot or, or a test test run just to see how it goes, and then they go, you yeah. know what? Eh, he's not married. Uh, I don't ever remember Spider Man ever having kids, so you know what? He's not going to have kids this episode, or, or or you know he'll have one next. Does that mean if he has a kid, like, does a kid going to have these spider things going on? Like th- that's the next generation. The same with with Batman. The same with Superman. All these. I don't think. Mind you, no. I thought that wasn't there a cart. Was it a cartoon or was it a show? Superman had a son, and he was kind of the. Where new, he had a. The where new, he had a son. Yeah. Was that like they a, did it in one of the movies where he had a kid? I don't know if they've ever done that in the comics. But I don't remember but, that. Yeah, I don't remember any of the big, uh, the big heroes like, or the big comic guys ever having kids. Yeah. No, not really. So that's that's another but, but, that's but another should. thing. They, well, that's another venue. That's another avenue that they will take eventually. I'm assuming. But then there's the whole thing with these. You know, these characters don't age at all. Like it, for for you know for Marvel comics, I think ten years ten years have gone by 
10 to 15 years have gone by since the first Marvel comic in 1961. Okay. So even though it's been, you know, since what, 60s, what, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, right. like that's 50 years. So in 50 years, only 10 or 15 years have actually gone by within the comic. Okay. You know, like, I don't know. Take I mean, example. I can understand. A slower timeline makes sense, but. If you had Superman or, or, or say Spider, we'll, we'll, we'll take Spider-Man. Say Spider-Man, for example, has a kid. Or maybe he's not a probably good example because you're saying the mutants, those are the ones that stay their own age, correct? Spider-Man, yeah. I don't think, I think he'll, he'll probably age, but they just kind of use the same kind of time frame. You know, the same, like he's in his 20s type thing. I don't think they've ever gone past that. But if you had a mutant, okay, say that uh, doesn't age, okay, yeah. that's fine. Okay, so was he made this way? And if that's the case, if he has kids, does the baby age or does the baby stay the same the age same. forever? Or Ooh. is there, or is there a, a, you know, once you reach 20, then you're done. Then you don't grow anymore. You stay the same. Is that a feasible plot? Usually, usually what they use, like there's a rule for immortality in the Marvel universe anyway, is that if you're immortal, you stop aging at like 21 or 25 or something like that. Like there's some process there. Correct. That's when you stop aging. But then there's like someone like Thor, he ages, but he ages at a rate that's slower. So he's like 800 years old or 900 years old or whatever it is. But, you know, he doesn't be, he doesn't reach maturity until he's like 300 years old. So, you know, he's a teenager, you know, from age 100 to 300 or something. Right. So they, I mean, there's different rules. So but the whole immortality thing is cool. So if you had kids and say the cutoff point was 20, once you hit 20, we'll just throw that as a number, then you yep. stop growing. Okay. Yep. So you've got... You could have unlimited generations. Sure. And they'll all be 20. Your your great, 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 great grandfather that's standing right there, he's 20. And I'm yeah. 20. And everyone in between, between me and him are 20. So now you've got a whole corporation <laughs> of whether they're the, the evil ones or the good ones. And they could actually start their own corporation. They could start their own... Uh, I mean, you don't have to have the X-Men with all these different uh, people in there with all these different talents. You'd have, you'd have the one that everyone would be the same. Do you think they would ever make a movie like that? Well, be, well, it would be an interesting plot for a movie. Strangely enough, there's, there's, um, there's a, a comic group called Clandestine. They're, they're called the Destines. Like that's their last name, and they all originate from one mom and one dad. Okay. And and they don't age. After a certain age, they don't age. They they at maturity or at you know teenage years, their power develops. Everyone's got a different power. Right. And then they're they're all immortal. I believe that's how the how that series works. Hmm. Okay. So they have. Yeah. That. Yeah, that is one of my favorite. Oh, whatever. One of my favorites. But uh, we've been going on for a while here, brother, and I think uh, okay. I know Sylvie's uh, <laughs> eager to Got to play some more Sam Days to Die. No, we're playing something else, but I want to cover that one on the next on the next show. Okay. 
Um, in the meantime, but anyway, I'm, I'm going to download that seven days to die. I'm going to find out and yeah, see if it's you, any good. And if yeah. it's good, then I'll buy it. I, I, yeah. I want you to play it a little bit so we can talk about it because I want to get your, your take on the game. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Awesome. Okay. We'll submit the audio file when you get a chance. Alrighty. I'll use this for next week or whatever. Okay. Sounds good. Awesome. All right, hey, then. See you on the flip side. <laughs> Talk to you later. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.